go around the table and introduce ourselves. Tell everyone um, who's listening or watching that uh, who, what's your name, where you're from, quickly, and how many kids you got. Starting with you, Marcus. Radio. Uh, I'm Mark. I've got three kids, and uh, Lennox, Geneva, and Spencer, um, from six to ten months, the ages. Um, my beautiful wife Jess. We've been married for 19 and a bit years now. So. Thank you. Um, I'm Matt, and um, I've got two kids, uh, Olivia, 15, and Timothy, 17, and my wife, Vanessa, I wouldn't say her age, but she's, um, <laughs> we've been married 20 years, and have to go over 20, so um, yeah, all fun again. Nice. nice. I'm, uh, I'm Marty, uh, i got my wife, Lauren, married for 10 years, and we've got four boys who are thereabouts, eight, six, four, and two, thereabouts, all two years apart. I'm Peter, uh, married to Christine. We've got uh, four kids between us. We've both been married before. And we've got 13 grandkids. Mm. The oldest one's 20. Yep. The youngest one's one and a half, I think, and don't ask the ages of the youngest. <laughs> 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 no idea. I'm Dan. I have seven kids. Seven. I have no idea what ages they're going to range from, apart from Elise. Elise is um, two, almost three. Uh, Maddie turns 15 tomorrow. I'm sure the girls, yeah. Um, so it's Mim, it's um, Josh, Zach, Maddie, Mim, Ebony, Elise, and Jeremy. Yeah. We just run out of film, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I understand. Run out of memory. It's a lot. Today's Father's Day, and you know, hats off to all the mums out there. You have a tough gig. Mm. Absolute hats off to you guys, but today's not your day. You, know, you had your turn, <laughs> and it's not today. So uh, if we can just, uh, you know, anyone who wants to jump in, uh, answer the questions. Um, what is one of the best things about being a dad? Oh, it's, it's nice to be the provider. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of many things so yeah as the kids get older they probably don't they probably recognize a little bit more of what dad does in that area and uh, yeah so that's that's nice that's one of the good things I always joke about um, like the amount of kids and how much work they are and don't get me wrong they are a lot of work (laughs) Um, but if I was to stop and think about it just probably the heritage of it Um, yeah, I think being there through you to help your kids through the the bad times and the good times. Yeah, mm. just being there as a support is a is a great privilege, really. Um, how has you know what you read in the Bible um, of the way that God has fathered? How has His example, um, you know, set a platform for you of how you father your kids? I, I don't know if it's you know directly, um, you know, I'm not gonna quote scripture but for me a little bit of background um, I really didn't have a biological father in my life Mm -hmm. uh, and the father figures that I had in my life through my mother's marriage or um, people that you know were in and around my family growing up were not great examples of not only fathers but men um, to what you know, I expect in myself now as a dad. Um, so for me, coming into fatherhood was a real 
um, not just a challenge, but it was it was a bit of a fear for me coming in because I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what a dad looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, my heavenly father set those great examples. So mm-hmm. you know, he showed love, he showed peace, he showed patience, and through what we hear um, and through what we read. Um, and through what we observe through our Christian men that we interact with, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's the great testimony that I can then go, well, I don't know what a father looked like for me personally. I know what a father didn't look like, mm-hmm. but I know what my Heavenly Father has shown me. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what good. I'm going to set my, my fatherhood foundation on. I don't always succeed at that. So you sort of, you do, you lean on guys and... You know, guys here, you know, all you guys have been a big part of my journey, you know, from a teenage rat bag dropping into Pete and Christine's place with Scotty and Matt and, mm. um, you know, coming to the church here with Dan, we've hung out heaps and Matty being, you know, a bit of a mentor for me in life and now working together, we get to share life on multiple levels and for yourself, mate, you know, we had heaps of time growing mm. up that we'd, we'd spend together, mm. so God places people in your life. I am um, sort of a little bit lost on the questioning in Marty, but um, uh, some things that have really been a, a blueprint for how I've desired to raise the kids with, obviously, Vanessa. Um, but as a dad, was, um, think of three things about my Heavenly Father, which we, obviously is the foundation for us as Christians, as an example of the blueprint. It's not a common word these days, blueprint, but mm-hmm. it's the perfect draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of um, that I'm there to love my children, um, and then I look at, well, how Jesus loved all of us, mm-hmm. all of mankind. I'm there to provide, and I can see how God provided for his people through the Old Testament, and even how the Lord Jesus continued to provide you know, a pathway mm-hmm. to glory for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm also there to, to, to discipline and I think, you know, I can see aspects through God's word where God disciplined people right from the beginning in the early testament and how even Jesus disciplined the people that he came across and, and redirected them and put them on the right path. So yeah. I sort of think that those, how we see at least Jesus do that firsthand in the New Testament is really good for us as dads to reference how mm. how we love, how we provide and how we discipline. And some harsh um, punishments as well. Because mm. <laughs> obviously our sinful nature can kick in mm. and mm. Um, we're broken people too. But yeah, um, yeah it's, um, I, as opposite to Mark, had the, the blessed life of a, a great dad yeah. um, growing up and um, and I believe he had a great dad as well because everything that he sort of uh, told me that I remember years ago when I was a kid we were, I think we were cranky at one another mm. um, after me beating a flogging for something and, uh, but he'd always get to the end of the day and never let me be upset with him he'd always want to come in and that was a biblical thing don't let the sun go down mm. in your anger yeah. and so I've his father did that with him I've tried to do that with my kids and I think each generation is getting a little bit better. And mm-hmm. I like to think my kids will do yeah, it. Yeah, so me. true. Yeah. Yeah. But what is our role? What's our role as fathers? It's to raise our kids and, and show them discipline where they need discipline. Give mm. them guidance and direction. Uh, our Heavenly Father gives us unconditional love. 
Mm. We need to do the same for our kids, give mm -hmm. them unconditional love. They'll disappoint us, so they'll have days when they please us. Yeah. Um, and we need to treat each day the same, just mm. unconditional love. Be there for them, support mm. them. I see them as a, like I always, probably my default is a provider. Um, but I get that wrong in the fact that I probably work too much. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think lately, and I say lately, it's um, as as the kids get older, as you start to get teenage kids and younger ones as well. I think uh, a spiritual provider um, seems to dawn a lot more. I think. Mm. Um, to probably lead by example mm. is um, is what I've tried I suppose I've, well, yep. and I think finding a more personal relationship and passing that on to your kids it's hard yeah. um, because it gets a stage where it's their job yeah. and yeah. it's sort of like have I done my job so that yeah they can take over. Mm. Parenting is is essentially playing the long game. Uh, mm. You know that the the chats or even to the point of lecturing the kids um, and expecting a result immediately um, or a change immediately um, is never going to happen. Mm. Like deeply, you could get a, a, an immediate response to a chat. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, Dad, but. Each one of those chats and each one of those times where you pull them aside and you essentially you know, get down their level and you have a chat with your kids and you say, mate, come on, you know, you see what you did there, what else could we have done to fix that? Mm. Uh, each one of those chats is essentially, hopefully, creating a pathway, sowing a seed, which is not going to be an immediate change now, but in five years' time, ten years' time, it's creating pathways and creating that maturity in the kids that will raise, well, for me, men, that will, you know, essentially be husbands and fathers to maybe your girls or someone else's girls in the future. Mm. Uh, it's definitely playing the long game. Mm. Is there any areas in, you know, your fathering or your dad's where you could, you know, see that you made a mistake you know, we don't want to put a highlight reel out there on Instagram. Any mistakes you've you got? made? <laughs> you know, any, anywhere, any, any areas you can give. Two hours. Any, any areas you can give. Encourage me. Am I the only making mistakes? Okay, so we left off um, essentially asking the question of. Um, any mistakes that you've made? Any mistakes where you can encourage me rather than uh, showing me the highlight Instagram reel? I think um, life is perfect. Life. life is a mistake. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. No, I think as you, as you live through different experiences, even with kids, plenty of kids, um, it just seems, sometimes it seems like you're getting nowhere or the mistakes that... The, the things that you learn now, you go, oh, I should have done that 10 mm. years ago. Mm. Well, for me, it's a, um, it's an ongoing thing that you you think you get on top of it and you fail, but, um, you know, personal things like um, uh, anger mm -hmm. uh, is a massive one. You know, you, you think that you're right on top of it and you 
the next minute, you know, one of the kids is doing something. You want to give yourself an uppercut, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, I've got six, four, and ten months old. Maybe not Spence at ten months old, but <laughs> oh, you know, Spence, if you do that again, you're out. <laughs> but for um, LJ and Gigi at six and four, like expectations—that's probably the most, my biggest regret so far. Mm. And I keep on failing, like I said, is just the expectations on them to be acting older than what they are. Expectations on them and my own personal mm. um, anger is probably you know the big mistakes that I'm making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's. Uh something we've probably all got in common it's, you, you expect your kids to be perfect none of us are perfect yeah. uh, me included yeah. and that you expect that they'll do the right thing every time and they don't they let you down and and my tendency then was to explode mm. basically before I sort of put my brain into gear I'd yeah. say things and think wish I hadn't said that later yeah. on but it's too late once you've said it yeah. Yeah. you really need to stop and take a, a step back first yeah yeah mm. a quiet word sometimes is far better than something that's said in anger mm. absolutely yeah no, I think for me it's pretty similar um, self control mm-hmm. um, getting cranky getting off my bike mm-hmm. unnecessarily about uh, something that's probably you know when I look back immature mm-hmm. um, what's worse is when your kids get older and they can see that and you can see the look in their eye mm-hmm. to say is that really mm-hmm. how are you mm-hmm. going to respond to me yeah, and then you think, oh, okay, right, I um, put my head in. Peter, what you hit the nail on the head when you said something you expect them to be perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, whether it's their schooling or their discipline or their interaction with others or their interaction with the family, um, it's pretty hard to put an old head on young shoulders. But yeah, but then, then I have you know, and I'd flip and get cranky with them. Yeah, and, uh, sort of uh, see that as a major failing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we've all said, you know, just losing our losing our cool. You know, just getting cranky unnecessarily, but also that might come out of you know stress of work or what's going on or you know trying to keep everything afloat. Um, Definitely, when you know, not that my kids do this at all, but uh, when we uh, teach the kids, you know, come on, guys, we've got to treat others how you want to be treated. Mm. Be kind. Uh, you know, and then someone hits the other person, they lose it, and all of a sudden, only within the minute, that child would do the exact same thing that he's lost it about mm. to someone else. I'm like, oh, oh, are you kidding me? You know, so that's sort of, no, I'm just like, I'm out. Tag, mm. laws, tag, I'm out. Uh, well, I've lost it. Because, you know, how often do you, or we all know that, mm. Uh, you know, kids don't necessarily uh, do what you say, but they definitely do what you do. Mm. You know, essentially what we are and how we act is predominantly how the kids potentially yeah. will act when they get older. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, moving on from that, uh, if you can pass me a bit of the avocado piece. <coughs> hey, um, yeah, what would you do differently if, you know, now that you've been a father for years, some longer than others. What would you do differently if you had your time over? Everything. <laughs> I'd probably um, listen more to them. Mm-hmm. Probably spend more time with them. Mm-hmm. We're only young for a short amount of time. Yeah. Mm. I'd probably spend more time with my kids if I had it over again. I spent mm. the younger days, I... 
I uh, worked a lot of hours, long hours, mm -hmm. and missed a lot of their early growing up. Mm -hmm. I'd probably change that. Mm -hmm. you know, that helped pay the bills and you know supplied lots of things that they wouldn't have got otherwise. But yeah, yeah, that's right. Also miss out on the time that you could have had yeah. with them doing. Yeah, just basic mm -hmm. things. Money never bought time. No. Um, one really practical thing that I've noticed over the years about myself that this is um, not very spiritual, mm -hmm. just, but we'll get to that. But mm -hmm. practical, if if I can have a break before walking into the house mm -hmm. after work, yeah, seems to put me in a lot better position. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. it's just a bloke thing, or, yeah, yeah. or not. If you get home straight from work, and you know. Hear the grand running. Beautiful wife has an amazing way to ask you to do something. <laughs> and it's like, just give me, you know, just give, give me five, give me half, give me 20. But, um, yeah, for some crazy reason, if I can have a, a tap out break mm -hmm. on the way home, mm -hmm. whether it's talk to someone on the phone or, um, or pop in and see someone, yeah, um, makes a huge difference yep. to my demeanor. Yeah, good. So, mm -hmm. yeah, don't know whether. I'm just the odd one out there, maybe. Yeah, I a bit of you time before you get home and hit the ground running, yeah. But, um, yeah, and I think, too, um, probably my biggest valence is being self-control or, or anger control. Yeah. It's better as you get older, mm -hmm. I admit. But, um, yeah, just uh, just praying before you put your mouth in your gear. Oh, mm. man, big one. Mm. Massive, Just yep. think about the end game. Mm. Yeah, so, um, but, yeah. You want to there, mate? Oh, not too much different, to be honest, mate. It's, you know, time, time's one of my biggest ones. You know, yeah. you, you get home, um, you know, I, I agree with Maddie. Like, if you have a few moments to yourself, um, mm -hmm. might sound a bit harsh, like, sitting next to Matt, because we often drive to work and, and back, mm -hmm. so not to say that it's not <laughs> relaxing, thanks, Matty. Uh, separate cars, please. <laughs> I'm sitting but, in the back. <laughs> you know, even to get home, just take 30 seconds apiece. Um, because, you know, you might go in and the kids are in the best mood, yeah. you know. have to say that is one of the best moments of the day. You know, quite often it doesn't matter what's going on, you knock on the front door because I don't just walk in. I like to have the kids run down the hallway and, you know, they're at that age where they just... To hear the word daddy mm -hmm. and then, you know, mm -hmm. at the moment, two sets of, you know, legs running down mm -hmm. to give you a big hug is amazing. But... Mm -hmm. You know, to have 30 seconds of peace mm -hmm. before you walk through that front door makes a, a massive, massive difference. Um, yeah, definitely my, my old man was a great dad, love him to bits, have a great relationship. And I think the older I get, the better relationship we do have. Uh, he was always, well, a lot of the, my upbringing, he was at work. Mm. Uh, and I've asked him a few times uh, and I've you know, spoken to other dads you know, what would you change? And a lot of us said it, it's time. Hmm. Um, you know, spending more time with the kids. They're all times you don't get back. Oh, no, times you don't get back. They're gone and that's it. Times you don't get back. And, and even Lauren's saying that now, you know, with uh, the kids are so young, you know, and she was telling me that, um, you know, there's not many, well, never have I heard of anyone saying on their, on their deathbed, yeah. you know, what would you change? They all apparently have said time, you know, hmm. I wish I had more time. I wish I had... You know, mm. the kids are young once, you know, they don't go young again. Mm. You know, don't get that time back. So what's, um, you know, uh, some advice you would give to the youngins, whether young dads, old dads, what's something you've learnt which, you know, you could give them some encouragement 
or um, some words of wisdom, um, something you would say to a new dad? Yeah, we've been talking about all the stuff that we wish that we could do better yeah. and the regrets that we've got. Yeah. But I sort of wish somebody said to me, you're going to fail. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to get it right. Yeah. Because I think it's just inbuilt in us as men that we're going to fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's our role. We're yeah. going to, you know, if something's broke, we'll fix it. Mm-hmm. But this one? Yeah. I think that's what we try to do in our fatherhood too much, mm-hmm. where something's wrong, whether it be with kids, wife, or self. It's our job and, you know, our standards or our expectations on ourselves sometimes are too high, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'd probably pass on, you know. There's lots to learn. There's lots that we can um, get advice from our Heavenly Father, get advice from godly men that's in your life, but don't expect to get it right 100% of the time. Um, and when you stuff up, learn from it. Mm-hmm. You do it again, mm-hmm. learn from mm-hmm. it again, yeah. and yeah. move on. Mm-hmm. I think the advice I I would think to share, and obviously I remind myself of it all the time, is that um, when your kids obviously are, as they get to a certain age, at least um, maybe not Spencer's age, but mm-hmm. let your kids see who who you lean on mm-hmm. and who who is your foundation. Um, so mm-hmm. when things are tough. Uh, and share it, share it with them, but also share with them who we as a family are relying on. Mm-hmm. Where's our foundation? Mm-hmm. And um, this, you know, like this past fourteen months for our family has been really challenging. Mm-hmm. With my boy being ill, um, but you know, always wanted him to recognise who as a dad. Oh, I can't fix things, you know, because mm-hmm. we like to fix things, don't we? Mm-hmm. As a dad. There's some things that dads can't fix mm. and uh, there's only things that he needs to see or my daughter or my wife need to show our children who our foundation is in, mm-hmm. who we rely on when the chips are down. Mm-hmm. Where do we go to? Where do we run to? Mm-hmm. I think that's a really important aspect to leave with the kid. I don't. I look at myself, maybe I look at myself to low self-esteem. <clears throat> I don't know if that's the right word, but um, I don't see myself worthy as to give advice to a, someone else really? oh, I think I've made that many mistakes that it's yeah. all like to give someone um, advice unless they ask for it yeah. then you just say you know you give them your I don't think it would be advice I think it would just be what I've been living yeah, okay. um, um, and what we say about time and what we say about you know, just your little uh, nuggets of truth <laughs> yeah I think um Definitely take it slow, forgive yourself, um, and you can't break them. I've tried. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, What's an attribute of of God as a father which you like the most? Forgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Unconditional love. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, lock that in. That's a good answer. We're all in. (laughs) I'm going to throw in patience as well. Yeah. God's so patient with us. Yeah. It's people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, forgiving is the biggest one. Yeah. You yeah. know, like we talk about, you know, the Israelites and they left Egypt and made so many mistakes for 40 years. And we look at them like, you idiots. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you fools. Yeah. But, you know, I'm making the exact same mistakes and number after countless times. And, 
just to feel that love when you ask God for forgiveness and you just know in your heart that you've mm. been forgiven, mm. you know, um, and when I see that with my kids, they're asking for forgiveness and I'm like, oh, you little, <laughs> you've done it so many times, you know, but no, we're supposed to show them this is forgiveness. Yeah. Steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. True. Okay, so we've spoken about our mistakes and we've spoken about uh, you know, the attributes we love of, of God the Father and any advice we'll give uh, to young dads, old dads. Um, but what do you do after you know we all make mistakes and you encourage me by letting me know that you've also made mistakes, not just me? Uh, what do you do to you know, either pull yourself away after you've made a mistake um, you know, is there any passage in the Bible that you can go to? Um, you know, you know, you've said one. Uh, any passage in the Bible where you just can, with God's grace and God's help, pick yourself back up to try again. You know, is there any any activities that you do typically that you know um, could help us that we could do as well after you make mistakes? Mm-hmm. Anyone you go to? I think you've got to realise that when you do make a mistake you've got to forgive yourself mm-hmm. God's going to forgive you you've got to also forgive yourself so you can move on mm-hmm. not not carry that mistake with you over and over and over again mm. put it behind you and realise that it's it's gone and finished mm. I'm very proud when I make a mistake and I know I've done something wrong mm. and I know I have to um, either face it or mm. admit it like sometimes you do um, but I think a thing that really helped me was um, a Wild at Heart thing I went with uh, Dave and mm. a few other guys. I think I took one of my, one of my kids. But um, I got a lot out of that. But one thing that resonates on, on this question is um, that throughout life, always there's always stuff like that that happens and um, there's always a controller. There's God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the devil and Satan mm-hmm. and you know those thoughts that come into your head of oh to be right just keep on going mm-hmm. where's that coming from is it God or is it Satan and just putting it down to those two um, really makes it hit home mm-hmm. for me anyway mm-hmm. I find if I can't find a verse in the Bible when I've done something wrong my wife can find one for me <laughs> <laughs> um, but um <laughs> clarifies um, where I should be at <laughs> but um, no in, in all seriousness like uh, I don't believe I could be as good a father without a beautiful wife that mm-hmm. supports mm-hmm. that process yeah. and um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah look it's great to have a wonderful wife um, you know the Holy Spirit leading her when when I push the Holy Spirit away mm-hmm. so when I reject what I should be doing mm-hmm. um, she steps in the gap and shares with me what I should yeah, be doing good. so that's funny aspect but it's also quite good yeah it's quite yeah good oh mate for me you know it's getting down on your knees i think i touched on it earlier it's you know down on your knees to your kids and mm. and admit that you're wrong mm-hmm. you know or mm. what you've done wrong yeah. and ask for their forgiveness mm-hmm. i think if we are ever um and there's been moments and i'm quite a proud person too that i don't want to you know, my pride gets the better of me at times. Um, but I want my kids to know that I'll always come to them and admit when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. 
um, because I, I think that's setting a great example um, for them, whether it's to us as mum and dad or whether it's to someone in the schoolyard or wherever it might be, to go up and seek forgiveness and then mm. to mend a relationship, I think is the, the knock-on effect for that. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think you touched on it early, Maddie, as well, about, you know, I don't know about you guys, maybe not with the older kids now, but, you know, bed and bath time in the house is a crazy time mm. for our household. <laughs> the amount of times, <laughs> arguments and stinks that can happen at the end of the day, to not mm. let them go to bed yeah. angry is, um, or for us not to go yeah. to bed angry, um, mm-hmm. is, is yeah, pivotal. Yeah. I find that hard. Mm. I find yeah. that really hard. Like we, we still all sit at the table to eat. Yeah. And yeah, get home after work, um, and I only work ten metres away. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that home, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> when you come in, they've come in from school, and it's homework, and it's musical instruments, and it's the whole nine yards. It's like chaos. Mm. You think chaos is chaos is better? It's a screaming competition. Like everyone's talking. But you have to talk louder than the next person that you heard. So you can imagine that process going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's sort of hard to come home and sort of have a one-on-one, yeah. or have you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Keeping my eyes focused on God. Yeah. So I used to do word searches all through the Bible um, and Google it. And uh, one thing I really come up with was the first few verses in Hebrews chapter twelve. Just running the race and keeping our eyes fixed on God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that me in particular, I get so driven by tasks and tunnel vision, like I was speaking about before, um, that I, I've got to keep the one thing, the one thing, you know, yeah. keep them mm-hmm. the one thing at the top. Um, and I think if I get the one thing at the top being Jesus, God, my saviour and the reason why I'm doing life and being a dad, if I can get that, I think everything else can just stem from that. But uh, what's um, one thing that your kids have taught you or that you've seen in your kids that um, has been like a light bulb moment that, hey, everything we're doing, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel or there's, you know, something you've seen in your kids be like, oh, they're picking it up. I get to see now that <clears throat> some, some of my kids, have, well, all of our kids have got kids of their own now and we mm. can see that things that we tried to instill in them, we can mm. see that they're passing those yeah, yeah, things cool. on into their kids now and we can see that mm. it wasn't all lost, that they did yeah. learn some things we were trying to tell them and yeah. now they're trying to pass that now, which is good and you see that shining through in, in the grandkids, which yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It was worth it, yeah. you know, all those hard times, it was yeah. worth it. Yeah, everything it's wasn't a failure. It's encouraging <laughs> for me. <laughs> I think I love it when you try and instill things in your kids and then they end up doing a better job at it than yourself. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Oh, uh, and that's happening, you know. Again, Lennox is six. Um, and there's been uh, two times um, that I remember just of recent times that I'm just super proud of him, you know, um, last night was one. It was another bedtime, bath time, mayhem time. It's like, where is he? Oh, go in his room. He's sitting there, up on the bed, cross legs, devotion book in his hand. Oh, and stop it's just it. like, oh man, what a kid, you know? Yes. You know, 
doing better than me. You yeah. know, uh, my birthday a few weeks ago. Again, it's just like, oh, Lennox is quiet, which is him. He's a quiet kid. Go and find him. There he is, devotion book again. Mm. And he's researching dads or, you know, devotion time on dads <laughs> for that day because it's my birthday and he wants to share things about yes. dads. So the, thi- the fact that he wants in times of chaos and in times of celebration, mm. he wants to go to the Word yeah, and, cool, and yeah. look for something in that. So, yeah, yeah something super proud of him and... Again, you know, a little show up yeah. to, to my life and encouragement for me to, yeah. to go back and do that as well. Yeah. I really get a buzz when um, I hear kids um, talk about it, you know, their non-Christian friends in the school place mm-hmm. needing to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it struck me actually even just the other week when um, it's great when uh, I think church prayer time, mm-hmm. I think, you know... Um, Whoever was leading flicked flicked up the prayer points, mm-hmm. and we all as a family started to pray about different things. And um, Olivia started to pray, and it was just so awesome to hear her. Yeah, um, quite emotional about yeah. those her friends that were you know in her mind lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't just come from us as parents; it's, it's our church family, mm-hmm. people around you know that around in their lives, and so into that and. Um, also the Holy Spirit sowing into their lives and you know that's that's a joy for a dad you know isn't it you know to to see them get to that point and you know that their purpose a big part of their purpose is the gospel and um, that that ticks a lot of boxes for me yeah cool yeah Mm. it's great yeah awesome I forgot what the question was anything your kids (laughs) have uh, you know showed you that you've seen your kids that you know, you really admire um, or, you know, appreciate something that's just connected. You know, you no, saw no. them, oh, all those years I've been trying to get you to do that, and bang, there it is. Or maybe not all the years. I mean, it's um, it's hard because every kid's different, yeah. and they all, uh, they all act differently, and they all learn differently, and they all um, have different tells. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but recently... My normal pattern for a Sunday is to uh, we come to church here, then I go home and I watch it, um, pick up on all the mistakes and try and improve it next week. <laughs> yeah. um, but then the kids wanted to. Um, I started watching the um, the Chosen mm-hmm. because of what Lawrence said mm-hmm. on her testimony thing. Right, watch it. Um, and I watched the first two and thought it was awesome and thought. I'm going to tie this into the word devotional. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've been really encouraged every single Sunday. Watching it with the kids? One episode. Yeah, every cool. And we got through it, now we're waiting for season two. Yeah, same, yeah. Happy Father's Day, boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for Thank being you. a part of the dinner. I haven't organised any of it, but... Cool, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, happy Father's Day. And if you guys are back at home... Uh, want to be a part of uh, this chat next time you're more than welcome to contact Chris we are not perfect we are trying our best and uh, we are trying to replicate our fatherhood on God's example so uh, thanks very much peace out